this morning as we think about money. Um, as I said, Jonathan and I talked about this, and this is kind of where we came to. And so, um, so I thought, okay, I'll I'll do that. And as I thought about talking about money, I realized that that Jesus, uh, when you look at all of Jesus's teaching, of all of Jesus's words, and you compare all of the things that he says, he talks about money as much, if not more, than any other subject except the kingdom of God. So, I must confess to you that when I hear uh, religious leaders talking a lot about money, this kind of uh, crap detector goes off in my head uh, because I, I begin to kind of go like, wait, wait, why... Why is that person talking so much about money? Now, so, so, and yet Jesus talks about money more than anything else. So what, what's going on? I mean, I, I, uh, I actually get, um, oh, well, um, I point. But it doesn't, it's just a clicker. It's not, doesn't have any electricity to it at all. <laughs> Kaboom. Um, so, 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 my, so my judgmental spirit, you know, about people talking about money gets a little out of line. Oh, there we go. Thank you. Um, about, about this whole thing about money. And, and, of course, I am a religious leader, so to speak, and here I am talking about money. And so I suspect you are kind of going like, oh, no. Here's this religious leader talking about money. And, and, my, and my little mind goes like, and if they talk too much about money. Now, I don't know what the tipping point is, what too much is, but I think, oh, what they really are interested in is extravagant living. And, and we have, unfortunately, we have examples of, of religious leaders from the past and in the present that, that, that money and opulence is sort of, is sort of their God. And, and yet you kind of go like, well, wait, wait, wait. Why, why did Jesus talk so much about money then? If, if it seems like it goes the wrong way. And we know, I think, that Jesus wasn't in it for the money. Right? I think. So find somebody next to you. If you're sitting by yourself, move close to somebody. And, and, and talk, just buzz just a moment. Why do you think Jesus talked so much about money? Buzz, talk. Why did Jesus talk so much about money? Buzz, buzz. Do you th There's somebody there. Here's three here. Why did he talk so much about money? Can somebody help this lady here? You've got to talk about it because if you don't, then the whole sermon is a mess.
Okay, what did you come up with? What did you come up with? So yell something out. He didn't talk about money. All right, here's somebody who says he didn't talk about money, but he did because he talked about the concern about money. All right, about what money represented. Okay, what else? What else did you come up with? Money's okay, but the love of money Jesus was talking about. Okay, greed. Okay, what else? What else over here? So, so money represents something. It represents our toil. It represents our work. It represents what we've accomplished to some degree, maybe. Melissa says because he talked about it because we talked about it. Jesus talked about it because we talk about it so much. Okay, anything else? Anything else that's different that you came up with? Well, money becomes such a big worry for so many of us. But you know, mm. it's like People are consumed with it, not at times. I think that you could leave it right there. Okay, yeah. Say again, I didn't quite. So where we put, Jesus was concerned about where we put our faith and trust. Is that what you're saying? Am I am I getting it correctly? Yeah. Okay. And I saw him back here. One last comment. Some people. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so let me tell you about about my growing up years and um, how in our family uh, the the idea of the purpose of money was shaped. I um I grew up in a home where money did consume us. Uh, my, my father was a salesman. He sold money products. And so everything in our house really revolved around money because he, what he did was about money and what he sold was about money. And then when we had money, it was great. And we talked about what we were going to buy with our money. And when we, my dad didn't make sales, then we didn't have money, and so we talked about how we were going to live without money and what bills we were going to pay. And so it, so it went on and on about money. Now, um, what I realized a little bit, but I, you know, I was a kid, and, and so it was this kind of, it's been a lifetime of sorting out what I grew up with and what my parents taught me subtly about the purpose of money. When we had money, my my mom was able to spend it well, and then when it was gone, then we didn't have money, and and so the cycle went on and on. And what I realized slowly, not very fast, but what I realized slowly was that my dad, not necessarily my mom, but my dad, um, looked at people with money, whatever that means, and thought they are successful. Success meant 
that you had resources. And so the people in our house that we were talked about, that we admired, were people who had made a lot of money and had a lot of money in their life. And so even though we went to church every Sunday, my family seemed to, and this is, this is retrospect now, I wasn't really aware of it as I was growing up, but worship at the, at the altar of prosperity. And, and we, and interestingly enough, we never really talked in our family about the purpose of money. What, 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 how did it relate to my faith? How, how did it relate to what the other altars of my life that I was worshiping at, how, how did it really get into me as what is the purpose of money? It's really strange, isn't it? It seemed like to me that we all here say, oh yeah, the, Jesus talked about money because the purpose of money and, and the fact that everybody seems to be somewhat consumed by it, and yet... It is sort of one of those subjects, right, that we don't talk about. It's sort of like you don't talk about religion, you don't talk about politics. Let's see, we don't talk about sex, and we don't talk about money. Those are sort of the taboo things that you just, you just don't talk about with your family. But why? If it is so consuming, statistics say that 80% of the population in this country, when asked about money, say, well, we're okay, but if we just had 10% more, we would be fine. And, 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 and everybody, everybody has this thing about, and it's, it's so much, we're so consumed by it, right? TV is constantly... And all the media, not just TV anymore, but is constantly telling us, oh, but if, if you just had, then your life would be better. If you just took this medicine or you just did, drove this car or if you just had, and then, then life would be better. Then, then you would be happy. So, Amazing that we all think about if I shop, if I consume, and this is sort of was what I realized from my mother's uh, point of view, if I shop, therefore I am. And, 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 and I, have, I have power and I have success and I have control because I can buy this or that or the other thing. So Jesus talked so much about the purpose or the idea of money and what it means to us. And yet we, you and I, in the church, don't talk that much about it. As a matter of fact, we feel uncomfortable when we start talking about money. So Jesus starts talking in this passage of Scripture about money. He says, don't, don't lay up for yourselves treasures here on earth, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And then, and then Jesus takes off on this little weird paragraph, but I think it's at the heart and soul of what he's saying about money. He says, if, 
He says, if your eye uh, is light, your whole body is filled with light. But if your eye is dark, then your whole body is filled with darkness and how great the darkness is. And he just leaves it there. And you kind of go like, yeah, that's a perfect expression. Huh? What, what, what in the world is Jesus talking about? Eugene Peterson, uh, in, in the, his translation of the scriptures, says, he says it this way. He says, if our eyes are squinty with greed, our whole body is dark. But if our eyes are open to who God is and his great graciousness for us, then our whole body is filled with light. Basically, I believe what Jesus is saying in this passage is, if we understand in our lives the place, the purpose of money, and we keep our priorities straight, then money is one place on the bus, sort of toward the back on the seat. But Jesus is the driver of the bus. And that if we keep our eyes fixed on him, because the very next passage it says, he says, he asks about light, and then he goes in and starts talking about the, the whole priority of our lives. He, he says over and over and over and over again, all the way through scripture, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added unto you. It, it's so cool that it says, it, it talks about money, and he says, consider the lilies of the field and how they grow. They, they don't toil, and they don't spin, and they don't fret, and they don't worry. But God clothes them. He, he provides enough for them, even though they're here today and gone tomorrow. And sometimes it feels like that's sort of like who we are too, right? We're kind of here today and gone tomorrow. Time goes by. Jeez, didn't I just meet myself brushing my teeth last night? I mean, what, how come it went by so fast? Where is the time going? And, but yet Jesus says the, the birds of the air, God, God feeds them. And yet you are so much more than who God is. I love your theme here at this church or the theme that this series is about generous living. Henry Nouwen uh, has a book called With Open Hands. And, and one of the beautiful symbols, I think, and Nouwen talks about it, is living with an open hand. What does an open hand represent to you? If somebody holds up their hand like this, what does it represent to you? It, 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 nothing hidden, giving. Okay, I have my hand open. Well, sometimes, if it was like this, it would mean give me. But in a sense, it's the willingness to receive, right? But it also means that there's something there that I have to offer. And so with an open hand, God's saying to us, live with an open hand, that that which I have, I have something to give to you, but I also have something to receive from you. And generous living is in that openness, that transparency that I have both 
something that I have that God has given me that is valuable to you. But I also need to understand who you are and enter into your reality so that I can receive that which you have that can make me more of who God wants me to be. It's the sense of living well with an open hand is generous living. And that's the purpose of money is to live well with it, but not let it creep into being the altar that we worship at. And yet it's so easy for us to let that money creep into the place that God wants to be in our lives. The altar of prosperity. Oh, those are the people who are successful. Oh, those are the people who we admire. Oh, those are the people who have control and power. Those people who, quote, have money. And yet what Jesus is saying over and over again, how do we keep that in perspective of who God wants it to be? Let's move on to. So there we are, right? Chasing the almighty dollar. I love this. I just love this picture. I don't know why. I'm not even sure how it fits into the sermon, but it speaks volumes to me, right? It's, It's like, okay, So here we are chasing this dollar bill down the street. And what God says to us is, wait, wait, wait. We need to be talking together about the purpose of money. I grew up and I'm still, I'm I'm over 70 years old and I still am trying to sort it out. I'm still trying to get it right. And fortunately for me, when I, when I thought, I don't want to live the way my parents lived. And so fortunately for me, God allowed me to meet and marry this beautiful woman from Iowa whose life and money was well-disciplined. And even though I probably would have wanted to change the way I lived and the way I grew up and the, under, the way I understood the purpose of money in my life, it probably wouldn't have changed much unless I was able to marry Janelle, and that she brought a sense of the purpose and place on the seat on the bus of that money represented. Because it's so easy to get it out of control. It's so easy to think, oh, okay, it's all about being successful. Is, is my time up? Are we supposed to end right now? I just sensed that the hordes were coming. Here they come. Da-dum, da-dum. Hi, guys. Welcome. <laughs> They're great. They're great. So, so, so Jesus says, Jesus says to us, listen, open up your eyes wide. That's not my grandkid, but I wish it were, right? Open up your eyes wide to what God is about in your life. And keep your focus, your eyes, tuned on who God is and what he's done for you. It's Again, it's living with that open hand to God. And because if I don't receive God's love and grace and forgiveness and power of the Spirit for me and keep my eyes fixed on it, then my eyes get get distracted onto the things of this world the things that I might not have, the things that I want, the things that I think I should have. 
And God says, no, no, keep your eyes fixed on me. Keep your eyes fixed on the priority of life that God loves you and that God has given you his grace and that his grace is meant to be given away. There's a great little movie, if you ever have a chance, that's called Hector and the Pursuit of Happiness. And uh, Hector is this therapist, and he's unhappy with life. And so he goes on the pursuit of happiness, and it's sort of a, it's sort of a global uh, uh, tour of the world and all the different people who are seeking happiness all over the world. And he, and he constantly is asking this question, hi, I don't mean to pry uh, into your life, but, but are you happy? And that's Hector's question all over the world. He's asking people, hi, I don't mean to pry, but are, are, but are you happy? And he listens to the answers over and over again. But where Hector ends up, he ends up with the realization that in the pursuit of happiness, it's elusive and it's never there. But if, but if we understand the open hand of receiving God's love and giving that happiness away to our friends at school or into Sunday school, welcome back, then we find it as we give it away. And so as we pursue, if we pursue just money with our lives, if that's our pursuit, if we worship at the altar of prosperity, if that's what we see, if that's what our eye is fixed on, oh, how dark is our life. But if our eye is fixed on who Jesus is and what he's done and his great love for us, then life begins to make sense. Life begins to make out what God intends it to be. So Jesus says once again, consider the lilies of the field, they don't toil and they don't spin. They don't worry about how they look, and yet God clothes them, and they are wonderful. So, so then he says, seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, and all these things that God knows you need will be added unto you. I want to read this passage in closing. I want to read this passage uh, out of Eugene Peterson. Uh, because he says it so well, and I think it opens up the whole idea. Don't hoard treasure down here, where it is eaten up by moths and corroded by rust, or, or worse, it's stolen by burglars. Stockpile treasure in heaven, where it is safe from moth and rust and burglars. It's obvious, isn't it? The place where your treasure is, is the place where... Most, where you most up want to end up being. Your eyes are windows into your body. If, you're, if you open your eyes wide in wonder and belief, your body fills up with light. If you live squinty-eyed in greed and distrust, your body is a dark, damp cellar. If you pull the blinds, on your windows, what a dark life you will have. You can't worship God and money at the same time. 
Loving one God, you'll end up hating the other. Adoration of one feels contempt for the other. You can't worship God and money both. If you decide for God, living a life of God worship, it follows that you won't fuss about what's on the table at mealtime or whether the clothes in your closet are in fashion. There is far more in your life than food and what you put in your stomach, more to your outer appearance than the clothes you hang on your body. Look at the birds, free and unfettered, not tied down to a job description, careless in care careless in the care of God. And you count far more to God than these birds do. Has anyone by fussing in front of the mirror even gotten taller by so much as an inch? All this time and money wasted on fashion, do you think it makes that much difference? Instead of looking at the fashions, walk out into the fields and look at the wildflowers. They never primp or shop, but they have, and you, they have more than you can see in color and design. The 10 best dressed men and women in the country look shabby along to all these beautiful flowers. If God gives such attention to the appearance of a wildflower, most of which never ever are seen, don't you think he'll attend to you take pride in you, do his best for you. What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax. Do not be so preoccupied with getting so you cannot respond to God who is giving. People who don't know God and the way he works fuss over all these things. But you, you, both know God and how he works. Steep yourself in God reality, God initiative, God provision. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come when they come tomorrow. Where to from here? There are lots of places that you can turn. There are online, you can find Christian management money tools. But I would just encourage you as a church to talk about it. Talk about the purpose of money in your life. Talk about the purpose of money in your church. Talk about what God is doing in your midst and then get on board with it, with your resources, with all that you have that God can be glorified in this community and in your life. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus Christ, thank you. Thank you so much that you have blessed us so abundantly. Lord, help us keep our eyes fixed on you and what you have given not what we don't have and what we need and all the things that the, the, the TV and the media keep pushing at us. Oh, God, help us together as a community of faith learn to be generous in our living. Help us to give 
of our resources so that we together might be your representatives and glorify you here and beyond. Jesus, thank you so much that you love us, that you died for us, that you forgive us and cleanse us and renew us and give us the power of the Holy Spirit to lead our lives as you would have us to lead. Lord, help us put money in the right place in our life so that it doesn't control us, it doesn't manipulate us, it doesn't become our God. Help us keep it in the seat where it belongs and not let it creep into our lives and other places. Again, thank you for what you give to us. We pray these things in Christ's holy, mighty name. Amen.